Good morning. Morning and welcome to Christ Church, a church about lifting lives, elevating Christ, or church for those who aren't here yet. I'm Pastor Andrew. I am glad that you are here now, whether you're joining us on site or joining us online as well. Good to worship with you this morning. We're wrapping up a sermon series today, Salt and Light, our final week as we conclude what has been really a powerful sermon series as far as I'm concerned. I've gotten to receive a lot of Pastor Bob's teaching over the last two weeks and have felt edified, encouraged by it. I hope you have as well. This morning what I want to do is start by kind of giving you just an update, a a recap, if you will, of what we've covered so far. And as we anticipate kind of finishing today and looking on into the future, we do so with a trajectory that's healthy and constructive and will carry us being salt and light into the future. So what have we talked about so far? Let me jog your memory for a little bit. We began this conversation about salt in light by going to a specific chapter and verse in the Bible. We've been in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew is one of those gospels, a gospel being a firsthand eyewitness account of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And from that specific gospel and from what is in fact a sermon from Jesus, we are pulling two lines, two specific phrases that Jesus offers up when he gives one of the most famous sermons of all time. We refer to it as the Sermon on the Mount. It's a very long-winded sermon. It's a very robust sermon. It's one of Jesus' really good sermons. And it's all about what it means and what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. That's what the Sermon on the Mount is. What does it mean for those disciples that would sit around him and at his feet and be his followers? He unpacks it in great detail. He begins that sermon with kind of a preface, if you will. We refer to them as the Beatitudes. Famous sayings, you may have heard of them before. They all start with, blessed be or blessed are. Blessed are the so-and-so. Blessed are the so-and-so. And those famous phrases that finish with uh, significant actual difficulties and troubles. Blessed are those who uh, mourn, for they will be comforted. The reality that we covered is, gosh, if you, if you need comfort, you're mourning. There's been loss in your life. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Um, They're dealing with injustice, troubles, difficulties in our world. What we see in the beginning of this sermon, quite simply, is that Jesus is setting up the paradigm that problems exist in our world, and if we're not careful, we're going to let those problems begin to define ourselves. He begins to set up a conversation about identity. That's what he's doing. And He's speaking again to his followers as he establishes for them, if you follow Jesus, an identity. He gets into what he refers to, what we refer to as the similitudes. The similitudes are these two sayings that we've been studying. The first one, you are the salt of the earth. And Pastor Bob spent time talking to us about what it means to be salt of the earth, that you are uh, there to preserve, to protect, to watch over, bring out the best, to even purify this world. That being salt of the earth is something that should be encouraging and strengthening for you, but also for the rest of the world. Not only are you the salt of the earth, you are also the light of the world. And light shines out darkness. Light helps people wallowing in and distressed in darkness. Light is meant to be shared. It's meant to go out, right? And so it's not only that you are light uh, of the world, but you are in fact light for the world, for the sake of the world. These two famous sayings, you are salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. If you hadn't had a chance to hear those sermons, go back to the sermon archives, listen to them again. They're all online, so please do that because they're profound statements. 
but there's just two of them. There's not three. So what do we talk about today? Like we did it, right? We covered it. Salt, light, check, check. Time to move on. I mean, isn't it true that like there are things that we could be and potentially should be talking about, right? I mean, there are things pressing matters in our world right now that deserve, demand even, our attention. The world is literally on fire. Be it wildfires or be it arson from rioting. There's social injustice, there's inequity, there's issues going on in our world that have to do with how we treat one another and how we as a society treat specific subgroups of people. That's big stuff. We should be talking about that. There's also a pandemic, did you notice? It's kind of a big deal worldwide. Even Wisconsin, we're putting a mark on the map right now, guys. Did you notice that? (laughs) These are pressing and significant issues and challenges. And on top of all, I don't know if you noticed, but in about, you know, three, four weeks or so, um, there's an election coming up. Did you guys know about that? One of the most controversial, polarized, historical moments for our country is occurring like right now. We could talk about that. Shouldn't we be talking about that? Shouldn't we move on and begin addressing some of those issues? And that's just the stuff that we have in common. That's the stuff that you and I share. There's also personal struggles that we're all dealing with. We could spend time talking about what it's been like for you and me as we've navigated the world in the last couple months. It's not been easy, has it? The stress, frustrations, the loss of dreams and hopes of what you hope to do this summer. Maybe you're dealing with the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one. You're navigating difficulties and struggles in a very personal way just as much as we are navigating struggles in a public way. So why in the world are we spending another week looking at salt and light people? Shouldn't we move on? This world is broken. It's messy. Shouldn't we start addressing some of that stuff? It is precisely because the world is messy and broken that we need to spend one more week talking salt and light. Because if you're not careful in this broken, messy world, this broken, messy world and the challenges and difficulties you face can knock the salt right out of you. It can push, push the light right out of your life. This past week as I was kind of preparing for the sermon and I was sitting down and spending time with Scripture and reading and and getting ready and doing stuff on the computer, uh, a notification popped up on my computer and it's one of those notifications you just can't not click. You guys know what I'm talking about? It was something came up on my news feed from my Google news feed and I had to click into the article because I was so intrigued. It had to do with parrots. You guys know parrots? Like the birds. You guys know what I'm talking about. Parrots. Anyone see this article? 
And some of you clicked on that too because you're like, no way. All right, what's up with parrots? I clicked into this article and I learned about, about what's something that was happening recently. There was a group of parrots that were brought together and placed in a zoo. Like parrots, you would go and you observe and you amaze at their wonderful ability and their beautiful colors and so forth at a zoo. But this specific group of parrots were placed in a zoo and quickly, shortly thereafter, were placed in quarantine, all five of them. Even the animals are going in quarantine these days. Why in the world are these parrots being placed in quarantine, you ask? It's because the zoo had gotten a couple of complaints. There were moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, who were bringing their little kids to the zoo, and they were pointing at the parrots. And the parrots started cussing at them. The parrots swore at them. They have in my house what we refer to as a potty mouth, a potty beak. I didn't know that was a thing. It's not every day you go to the zoo. You walk up with your kid, you look at a beautiful parrot, and you say, isn't that beautiful? And the parrot looks at you and says, keep bleeping walking. <laughs> what does that tell you about the state of our world right now? When the parrots, when the parrots are swearing and cursing, who do you think they learned it from? You want evidence of a broken world that's pretty messed up right now? There's evidence. If we're not careful, if we're not careful, you and I as Christ followers, we can have the salt and light pushed out of us. And we begin parroting the values, the attitudes, the judgments and dispositions of this world. If we're not careful, we can begin parroting destruction, pain, and hurt, speaking that into the lives of other people. Jesus actually warns this to his followers, to those of us who would follow after him. He says, look, be careful of this. This can happen. He says it when he says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if salt has lost its flavor, if you stop being salt? I mean, make no mistake, you are the light of the world. You're a city on the hill. You're not meant or intended to be hidden. You're intended to shine and shine bright for the sake and the well-being of others and to bring light and hope and grace and truth into this world. But take note, that light, it can be hidden. It can be diminished. It, it can have a, a basket thrown on top of it if you're not careful. If you're not careful, 
If you're not careful, we find and experience that it is easy for you and I to lose sight of being salt and light. It's easy. In this broken, messy, difficult world, it is easy to forget who we are. And we stop acting and living as the salt of the earth and as the light of the world. All you need to do is look on Facebook to see the validity of that statement. To examine how have we treated one another in these past few months. How have we treated people within the Christian family? Spoken to one another? Given grace to one another? Interacted with one another? How have you spoken to and interacted with those outside the Christian family, those that we are called to serve and love and to be the salt for, to be the light for. I don't know about you, but I have felt over these last couple months that we have lost sight time and time again of what it means and what it is to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Now, there is no condemnation for Christians. We are loved and we are forgiven. There is no condemnation. But you know what there is? Conviction. And conviction applies to Christians and non-Christians. When we recognize and look at ourselves and the way that we have behaved, the way that we interact with other people, the ways in which we have navigated these difficulties and have fallen short of what we would hope to be, who we would hope to be. Conviction comes when you and I, when we look in the mirror and we look at ourselves and we look at our church and we look at our communities and we think, gosh, we could have been more and we could have done better. And for those of us who follow Jesus, Jesus has invited us to be more and invited us to be better. And it's because we have lost sight of what it means to be salt and light. We have lost sight of who we are. Isn't it true that you probably wake up every morning and at one point or another you look at yourself in the mirror? And even though you look at yourself in the mirror, you can still forget who you are. So, What do we do when we have forgotten who we are? When we 
as Christ followers. When we forget who we are, we need to be reminded of who He is. When we forget who we are, we need to turn to, fix our eyes upon, be reminded of, and take hold of who He is. Who Jesus is. Who Jesus is in your life. Who Jesus is in your church. Who Jesus is in your world. We need to be reminded that Jesus is Lord of your life. Jesus is your master. Jesus is your teacher. Jesus humbly entered into this world in an insignificant way to serve the world, to love the world, to give his life for the world, for you. We need to remember and be reminded when we forget who we are that Jesus Christ is perfectly confident in who He is as Lord, as Master, as Savior, as King, as Redeemer, as your Redeemer. We need to remember what it is and what it means that He has looked at us and called you to be His disciple. That He has claimed your life. He has called you. Even with your shortcomings, even with the gaps, even with the moments when we forget who we are, Jesus has called you and claimed you and has invaded your life and said, I am your God. Come sit, come listen, come embrace the words that I have for you. This is why Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount. To speak to you and to remind you. You. You follow Jesus. You are His disciple, beloved and forgiven. And yes, there are going to be moments, yes, there are going to be times when we fall short in being salt and light. We need to acknowledge that. We need to beg forgiveness for that. And we need to move on and begin moving and embracing the calling and remember who we are in light of who He is. When you forget who you are and are struggling with that, it is time to remember who you follow, and you follow God made incarnate. Jesus. And He, He loves you. He loves you. He forgives you. And He inspires and empowers you and invites you now to go forward and live confident of who you are. Confident in who He says you are. 
by fixing our eyes and reminding ourselves of Jesus and who Jesus is. We are reminded of who Jesus says we are and you are, and that is the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And so we actually come back to the beginning where we started with this whole sermon series. Not allowing the brokenness, not allowing the messiness, not allowing the problems to define us. No. You are defined by Jesus. And He has looked at you and He has looked at your life and He has said, you are are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And by His power and by His Spirit, you can in fact live that out. In moments of difficulty, in moments of challenge, in moments when it's so easy to forget who we are, We pause and we remind ourselves. We remember who we are by remembering and focusing on Jesus. As you go forward into the rest of your weeks, as you log back onto social media, as you navigate co-workers and family members who don't look like you, don't think like you, don't talk like you, don't vote like you, don't act like you, don't value like you. Don't forget who you are. You, you have been called as a follower of Jesus Christ. So follow Him. Follow Him to the cross, to self-sacrifice. Follow Him to the grave, dying to your own desires. And follow Him to life after death. Life eternal. Secure in Him. Go be the salt of the earth and the light of the world for him. Amen, good? Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, this morning we come before you as we are, recognizing and confessing that we live in a broken, messy world too often which we contribute to. And in that messiness, in that brokenness, in the stress, and in the frustrations, and the difficulties, Father, too often, God, we forget who we are. We lose sight of what it means to be called as salt and light of this world. We beg your forgiveness this morning for the moments and the errors of the last months particularly. And still this morning, we are reminded of your love. We are reminded that you have claimed us and called us to be your disciples. We are reminded 
of your grace and your compassion, that you poured out your life for us, and that you now call us to pour out our lives for the sake of others. We remember that you, God, Jesus, you are the light of the world. And that when you shine in us, you shine through us for the sake of others. Grant that we would welcome your Lordship, welcome your grace this morning, and your call on our lives. Inspire us, empower us, and encourage us as we continue to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We ask and we pray this, Jesus, according to the love that is found in you, and it is in your name. Amen.